How are you doing today, Bill? I'm well, Errol. How are you? Absolutely fantastic. Right away, I've got to ask you, you know, being a part of the NPR network and family and stuff like that, to take the words that you share on, on a radio speaker and now place it inside of a book, what has that journey been like? <laughs> well, it, um, you know, it started with um, just telling people what was happening in my life. And I happened to run into a woman at a restaurant that I go to periodically, and her husband, I know them. And uh, at any rate, I didn't realize she was a published author. And she said, oh, my God, Bill, you have a book. <laughs> and uh, so I uh, I said, well, gosh, she said, do me a favor. Just do a, like a 10 or 15-page outline of, of how you think this might go. And I sent it to her and she said, oh, yeah, I mean, I would change this and add that and whatever. And uh, so I started uh, working on it and found that um, I, uh, so about 60 percent of the book is fact based mm -hmm. and about 40 percent I had to kind of uh, embroider yeah. uh, because uh, I knew some things about the uh, protagonist and uh, but I didn't know details. But at any rate, I um, uh, basically, uh, you know, if you're going to write fiction, you get to kind of invent, uh, you know, the baddest person you want or, or the or the best person you want. You can, you know, they can be either the worst or the best. You kind of get to pick. Wow. And uh, so at any rate, and there were some, you know, once you realize you're dealing with a narcissistic mm -hmm. uh, psychopath, uh, you know, the, the playing field is pretty broad in terms of what you can write about them because they can be really evil. And uh, so at any rate, I, uh, I started doing it. It turned out to be incredibly therapeutic yep. and entertaining. I mean, I would uh, let people read uh, chapters when I'd completed them and they go, oh, my God, I can't wait to see what goes on next. You know what happens next? And uh, so at any rate, I, uh, I had fun doing it. It was a very good experience for me, and I think uh, people enjoy reading it. The book we're talking about is The Girl with Green Lipstick. I, my last two books were written inside a radio station production room. Did you, did you do any of that? Because, I mean, when we step into a studio, you, you know what it's like. There is amazing amounts of creativity moving through you all at once. No two ways about it. I never actually, so I, I of course, typed most of it uh, in Word, but I would carry a notebook, and I found, it's very interesting, before I was preparing for uh, the show that I, and I actually did two shows for a while, I do one now, uh, I would uh, get inspiration in there and write things in a notebook. Mm -hmm. And uh, when I look back on the various places I was when I would take notes. Cause when I was at home, I just sit at the, at the computer and I would write. But if I was out and about doing things, um, particularly preparing for the show, I, you're right. I would find that there was just this flood of, of thoughts that I had. And I'd say, Oh my God, I've got to capture snippets <laughs> of that because, uh, it's just too good to let go, you know? And uh, but anyway, yeah, I mean, mine's a political opinion show. So 
you know, we have people who are very smart and, and very thoughtful and on a whole range of subjects. Uh, and so even before the show would start taping, I'd, I'd, I'd say something about what I'd written down or whatever. And somebody would say, oh, yeah, you definitely have to develop that. <laughs> you know, you got to work on that. That, that, and, that's every reason the, the, I, in my notes here I have it so in touch with reality. Yeah, people are going to relate with this because men falling in love with women they don't know. That that right there says, oh, you had me at hello. Yeah, right. Exactly. Well, and the other part was it's important to understand that, yeah, I mean, I, I don't mean to be self-justifying here, but it was a terrible place in my life after my wife had died of ovarian cancer and uh, <clears throat> I was vulnerable. I had worn my wedding band for 16 months because I still felt married. Mm -hmm. And finally a neighbor said, you know, you, you really need to get out there. I mean, your wife wanted you to live a life and, you know, be married and be happy. And, and so go online. That's how I met my <laughs> husband and we're incredibly happy. Yeah. And I said, well, okay. And the first woman I met that I or saw online that I thought I'd like to meet and and you know find out what she was like is the girl with the green lipstick. That's who she turned out to be. And uh, little did I know that she was addicted to prescription pain medication, and that she was a repeat offender felon who'd spent time in prison three times. Uh, and uh, here I uh, fall in love with her, and I hire her to be the general manager of a six-store retail store operation, and she just robs me blind. Wow. And uh, then other things began to happen, and uh, I can say now that two law enforcement agencies in two different states are interested in her activities, and we'll see how that turns out for her. And isn't it weird how the bad things in our lives that affect our emotions become stories that will, will affect the reader's emotions? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think that's what people relate to. I can't tell you how many people I've, I've um, spoken to, and they'll go, oh, my God. I mean, that happened to a cousin of mine, or that happened to my sister-in-law, or that happened, you know, to a coworker. Um, and, and, um, it's a little bit like a train wreck, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you, you realize you should kind of turn away, but you really can't, you can't, you know, you're like, I just got to see what happens here. And, uh, I am, I'm, you know, I'm fortunate to be able to say I survived it. She didn't destroy me. Uh, and that, uh, I'm now in a, in a, in a much, much better place. But the bottom line is you're absolutely right. Um, people, um, you know, you can't, it, it's phenomenal how they relate to this and uh, either from personal experience or having heard. The other part that amazes me, I'll tell you this, Errol, is some of these situations that I've heard about from people who relate to what I'm talking about, their situations have gone on for years. Mm. I mean, 10 or 15 years of this kind of emotional abuse. And it, I mean, that just flabbergasts me. Mm. I mean, I, I'm fortunate that I ran into a counselor because I was in that cycle. I mean, if I hadn't run into this uh, psychi psychologist uh, who said, after our first session, she put her hand up and said, let me stop you. You need to get rid of this woman. She's evil and is going to destroy you. Mm. Call your attorney tomorrow. Call him today. And I was like, oh, my God. Hmm. And it was like cold water had been splashed on him. But, but you know what? Do you remember the movie The Big Chill? Sure. There's a scene in The Big Chill between the Jeff 
uh, Goldblum character and the Kevin Klein character. And they're talking about what it is that um, is most important to the human condition. And the Klein character says, that's easy, sex. <laughs> and the Goldblum character says, no, 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 no. He said, it's rationalization. And the Klein character says, you're nuts, it's sex. And the Goldblum character says, have you ever gone a week without a rationalization? <laughs> and so what you find yourself when you're in this kind of a situation with somebody who's manipulating you, that you're making all sorts of rationalizations. You're rationalizing crappy behavior and kind of trying to justify it to yourself why you're putting up with it. Yep. And, uh, and you know, it, it's, it is the human condition, but the thing you want to try to struggle against is to say, hey, don't let, don't let yourself do that. You know, you've got to be realistic about what's going on and who's important here, and you've got to save yourself first, you know. And uh, so at any rate, it, uh, I hope it's a warning for people. I hope this is a cautionary tale that I've written. I hope people um, think about um, relationships that they get into later in life particularly, uh, especially if they're emotionally vulnerable, and say to themselves, am I really being – realistic about who this person is and, mm -hmm. and what we're trying to do here. Um, you know, realistic to myself in terms of, you know, what I need and what I want and what I'm giving up. The other thing I'll tell you is <clears throat> the amazing thing about these kind of people is they can ignite in you incredible emotions. I tell people that I have had the lowest and the highest wow. emotional response to this woman that I've had to any human being ever, man or woman. And so you try to endure the low places because you crave the high places. Mm -hmm. And you rationalize through that. And when you finally are able to take a step back and be realistic about what's been going on, you realize, oh my God, what have I done to myself? You know, what am I, <clears throat> I'm just, I'm abasing myself every day. And, and what am I getting out of it? And uh, so at any rate, as I say, I hope people read this. I hope they uh, enjoy it, but I also hope they take a lesson from it or a couple of lessons. Well, being a broadcaster, do you take it to the next level? Do you create a help, you know, a help for, for people that, that are stuck in these situations? Because so many times in, in, in listening to you, it's, it's almost like a, I can fix this person kind of a, a, a moment, you know, like, like regular abuse. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> you know, it's funny, or you're not the first person that's suggested that. And mm. I am, uh, when I lighten up some of my other obligations, uh, I think I will. Uh, I think I will undertake that. In fact, I had a reader who, in an Amazon review for the book, the only thing she dinged me for was not having an appendix at the end that would have resources yep. for people yep. who find themselves in this situation. And so I was like, well, you know, it's a novel for Christ's sake, but you know, I mean, the bottom line is, yes, I would love to be able to say to people, here are the kinds of things you ought to be reading and thinking about when you find yourself even tangentially involved in something like this. Um, you know, if, even if it's not you directly, if it's just somebody you know or have heard of, you might say, hey, here are some steps that I ought to take to be proactive because um, what what is phenomenal is how pervasive these kind of people are in the world. Yep. And you know the bad part? 
They look like us. They yeah. talk oh like us. Oh my God. <laughs> they they are just the walking evil. And you realize, oh my God, I can't even I don't you know, they don't wear a button that says, Oh, by the way, yeah. I'm a <laughs> I'm a psychopath, you know. <clears throat> they uh, you have to kind of discover that for yourself. And and uh there are tools. I mean, the good news is, and at least in kind of passing, I mentioned a couple of these books in the in the book, but where essentially there are um, attributes of personality that have now been measured and scaled. And so you can describe those and people can go, oh, my God, <laughs> you know, I mean, I realize I'm dealing with somebody who's not as normal as they look and seem. And uh, there might be some danger in there for me personally if I keep up with this. Wow. So where can people go to find out more about you? And more importantly, where can people go? You're NPR. So that, I mean, we can, you know, you're a broadcaster. We can pick you up yeah. anywhere. You can. You can go to ksfr.org. That's K Santa Fe Radio. Nice. You can go to Forum. You search for F-O-R-U-M, which is the name of my show. It will bring up about eight years of weekly podcasts that you can listen to. Nice. Uh, you can find my personal website at Bill Saubert, which is spelled S-A-U-B-E-R-T dot com. And you can go to Amazon Kindle, put in that same name, and it will bring up either an ebook or hard copy copy of uh, my book which is called the girl with the green lipstick oh you got to come back to this show anytime in the future bill the door is always going to be open for you well i appreciate you and your listeners arrow it's been a real pleasure and i look forward to coming back all right man you be brilliant this weekend okay you too take care